You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 347 of Podcateers. This week we talk about some books I recently got, we share some thoughts on the Mario Kart attraction at Super Mario World in Japan, a couple of new commercials featuring a little Disney Magic debut, California Adventure may be opening for a new ticketed event soon, and DCA turns 20. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode. Feel free to join the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Podcateers, or you can join us on our new Discord server. You'll find a link to join us on Discord in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com 347, or by going to podcateers.com. Our podcast official charity team, Teamboat Willie, will be participating in more events this year to help our community. The next event we'll be participating in is the Chalk Walk to help raise money for the Children's Hospital of Orange County. For more information on this or other events that we'll be participating in, please check out TeamboatWillie.com for more information. Before we jump into the episode, we'd like to send a very special thank you to the FGP squad, aka our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. Being part of the FGP squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our monthly happy hour calls, additional discounts on gear, and even some additional content. So if you'd like more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, just head on over to podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a very special thank you to the FGP squad for their continued support. We appreciate you taking some time out of your week to hang with us. So let's do this, shall we? Here is episode 347 of Podcateers. How's it looking? It looks good. Sweet. Good. Yay. I'm going to get one more drink of my craft store smelling tea here. <laughs> smelling tea. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I've, my wife and I have gotten into drinking different types of tea recently. And mm-hmm. I purchased, I mean, it's pretty well known, I think, that I like orange flavored things, right? Anything. <clears throat> yeah. And I saw this orange spice tea and i thought oh man that's gonna be fantastic i need to get this in my life and so i bought the box brought it home opened it up and i smelled it It was like oh man this smells fantastic because in my brain the main smell that was clicking for me was the orange smell that came Ah. from the box right Mm -hmm. and i told my wife oh man look this is great and she smelled it she's like nope can't drink it (laughs) I was like, why not? She's like, it, I, I just don't want to drink it. It doesn't smell very good. And if you've ever walked into a craft store, like here in Southern California, there's a store called mm-hmm. Michael's. And it, until she mentioned it to me, I didn't smell that. Like, it just smelled like orange. But now it smells <laughs> like Michael's to me. And I, I mean, I'm still drinking it. I still like it. The flavor is yeah, good. I- but, uh, I, yeah. It, it was just funny that she made that connection. And now I can't unsmell it. <laughs> now that's everything that I smell. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's been, it's been pretty cool. We've had a chance to t- try different teas. Um, you know, I've, I've tried replacing a couple cups of coffee here and there uh, with that's tea. Good. Because normally tea has less caffeine than coffee does. Right. And the amount of coffee I was drinking was really screwing me up. Yeah. So... Uh, I had to find another way to feed the fiend inside, and this is it. There's still caffeine, but not enough to do the damage that all the coffee was doing. So, yeah, been pretty happy with that. Um, nice. It was. It, it's been a, a good and rough last few weeks, especially mm-hmm. when I kind of started to come off the coffee because my body was readjusting to not having oh. those levels of caffeine. Yeah. Uh, on top of the fact that, uh, I, as you know, I got the second COVID shot. Mm-hmm. I got it just days before my birthday. And, right. Whew, you know, uh, the first shot was rough. 
You know, it was a, a couple weeks of just intense pain. And I want to make it clear that this was my experience with it because of things that are wrong with me. Not everybody goes through this. And other people that right. have had the shots have a much better experience. They do have flu-like symptoms. They maybe have a fever. They have, a you know, body aches here and there. But my body took it to a whole new level and it, it was rough. And uh, I had people asking me if I was going to do the second one. And I said, um, bleep, yes, mm-hmm. because it's important for me. It's important for my family. It's important to end the pandemic that we're in. So, yeah, if yeah. I have to go through that again, yes, absolutely. I'm going to take the second one. And the second one did not disappoint. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely rough. But it wasn't as bad as the first one was. I will mention that, that uh, with the first one, I couldn't even take Tylenol and like help with the pain. Like that's how bad it was. And I didn't want to keep popping Tylenol to the point where I was going to be super groggy all day or worse. It was going to, you know, do something else to me. So Mm -hmm. uh, I had to limit that. And this time around, it was painful, but... I was able to get through most of it without taking any Tylenol, which was great. So Yeah, totally. Although it was rough, I'm super glad that I took it. Uh, another question I started to get when friends and family realized that I took it was, are you ready to go back to Disneyland? No. No, it's <laughs> not. No, not yet. Because right. there still isn't enough information about if you can still contract it and maybe it won't affect me because I have a vaccine, but can I still transmit it to somebody else and can they still get sick? That's a good question. Until there's more information about that, I'm not going to just willy nilly put myself out in front of people that might infect me. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to double mask. I'm still going to be as careful as possible. Still wash my hands. Still everything that I've been doing until the majority of the population has received their vaccines, until I know my wife has gotten one, until I know the rest of my family has gotten one, then and only then will I start to feel safe enough for us to be able to get together without putting anyone in danger. That's pretty much the same sentiments here. And I know there's people out there that are like, look, you got to go out. You got to this. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't want to sound like a jerk. I'm going out for the necessities. You know, again, Mm -hmm. if you feel safe and if you don't have conditions that allow you to do that with a lot more certainty and you feel safe, have at it. Be safe. Go out, you know, do you. But I know what can happen to me, which is why Mm -hmm. I'm being extra safe. So it's not me knocking on anybody. It's not the ones I am knocking on are the I can't use those words on the podcast are the people that still refuse to wear their mask and cover their nose and mouth. Like I went Mm -hmm. to the store the other day and there was this guy that had a chin strap. And so I polite and super politely asked him, sir, would you mind covering your nose and mouth? You know, you're putting a lot of people at risk here, including yourself. He turned and he stared at me for two seconds and he told me to bleep off. I was like, seriously? Uh. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, wow. whatever. Somebody else heard him, and uh, I guess they went to report him to the, the people at the store so that they could ask him to put his mask on. And I didn't stick around to see whatever turned him that. I didn't care enough. But, you know, I, I walked away. I paid for my stuff, and I just left. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this clown. This is garbage. So those people still exist. Protect yourself because those are the people that are carrying this pandemic over the past year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So my birthday was a little rough because I got uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got the, the shot just a few days before it. Uh, thank you to everyone that sent me birthday wishes on the Discord server and uh, all the text messages and everything I received. Uh, I was super touched. It was very kind of all of you. I really, really, truly appreciate all of you. And uh, I want to show you what I got for my birthday. Can I show you what I got for my birthday? I'm so excited for it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I've got to show you what I got yeah. for my birthday. Show it. Okay. <laughs> so I have – let me just put it this way. 
I have a lot of reading to do. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Clear space here. Okay. So a handful of these books. All right. So I'll just tell you who got them. So the first set of books are these here. Dude. Uh, my <laughs> brother got me all four volumes of the Tales from the Haunted Mansion as written by Amicus Arcane. And I oh. have been eyeballing <laughs> these books for so long since they came out. I knew of the first one because I got volume one via Audible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is great. And look, they're, they're kind of meant for like preteen, teens, like style reading. I don't care. These Who are cares? great. <laughs> these are great. As soon as I heard the first one, I was like, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> and I got them. So big shout out to my brother oh, for getting me these. Man. I was like super, super pumped. The other one that my brother got me, and I have a brief story to tell about this one, but he got me The Illusion of Life. And Dude. <laughs> this is essentially the tome that every animation student needs in their arsenal. Uh, it was right. written by Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnston. If those names sound familiar, that's because they're two of Walt's nine old men. You mm -hmm. know, renowned for their animation styles and renowned for basically making animation what it is today. And I've talked about the illusion of life a lot in previous episodes. Because mm -hmm. if you've been following for some time, you know that... When I was going to school, one of the things I wanted to do was animate. I wanted to work for Pixar or DreamWorks or, you know, one of these 3D animation companies. But as I was learning 3D animation and modeling and sculpting, they they asked us to take a 2D animation class so that we could learn the fundamentals of animating walk cycles and you know how to emote using, you know, the characters and no words and the the teachers that were teaching where I was going to school were Disney alum and they work for studios like Disney. They work for studios wow. like Fox. And uh, I was, you know, so into it that I loved this book. I love what it gave me a basis for what I was trying to mm -hmm. do. Fast forward, you know, years. I'm not going to tell you how many because it's going to totally date me as if the gray hair <laughs> on my damn face doesn't do that already. And uh, we had a pipe burst in our house. Mm -hmm. And this book was in a box that was on the floor oh. when it flooded. And because Ouch. the box absorbed most of the water, it bled into the books inside. And needless to say, that one, along with maybe about 12 or 13 other books that I owned at the time, uh, were completely damaged. They were just Ugh. bad. and That just hurts to hear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I tried to dry the book and I tried to, um, you know, save it. But mm -hmm. the pages were all stiff and crunchy. And like, it was just uh, I ended up having to get rid of it. And it hurt me like you wouldn't even believe. And at the time, the book was really expensive. And I just kind of thought. You know, one of these days, I'll just get the book again. You know, whenever whenever I have money, whenever I have time. But at, when it happened, I was also kind of out of the 3D animation space. I wasn't really animating anymore because I had shifted my, my goals to doing more motion graphics and video editing because I really, really enjoyed doing that stuff. So I was doing, like, TV and radio production stuff at the time. So I was learning a lot about broadcasting and editing for broadcasts and stuff. So I thought, okay, well, it's not – I don't have to get it right now because it's not what I'm doing, right? It's not anything right. I'm concentrating on. Right. Over the years, I just kept thinking, I got to get this book again. And every time I would pick up a pencil when I got my note and I started sketching on my note, I was like, man, I wish I had this book uh -huh. again. And so now <laughs> I have my note again and I'm you thinking do. like, man, I should get this book. And you know, my birthday was coming up and uh, I guess people started looking at my Amazon wish list and it just happened to be on there. And I don't have <laughs> alerts for when people buy me stuff. I just kind of let it sit there and, you know, it. whenever something happens and cool. And then this box shows up 
with all these books. Wow. And <laughs> I have to tell you, I kind of got like teary eyed when I opened the box and I saw that on the bottom because Aww. it's been <laughs> like my brother knows what that book means to me. Right. You know? And, you know, it means a lot to him. You know, we went to school for a while together mm-hmm. and took several classes together where we, you know, animated and did these things. So he knows how much that book means to me. So the fact that he was able to get me a new copy for my birthday this year, I, I'm telling you, I, I can't even describe the happiness I felt when I opened it. So Aww. so that that was in my birthday box. So, uh, I, I, you know, again, huge thank you for that gift. Uh, on top of that, I got a couple more books. Um, this was from my mother-in-law and from my father-in-law. I guess they know i like disney stuff because they got me the <laughs> nice the monorail the disney monorail book the imagineering a uh, highway in the sky by jeff curdy uh and it vanessa hunt and paul wolski also wrote the book so i have that book as well uh, i got another book that i've been really looking forward to by fox nolte uh, called boundless realms which is nice. another book on the haunted mansion Am I tired uh, of Haunted jealous. Mansion books? <laughs> Hell no. This is definitely one you want, by the way. Yeah, I've read reviews I, on yeah. this. Uh, I've heard from several people that have read it now that it is fantastic and has a lot of great information in it. So Boundless Realms. And then I know you're going to be excited about this one. <laughs> Bam! Nice! The unofficial <laughs> Disney Parks cookbook. So the the Balanced Realms and the Monorail book, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law got me that. Uh, and then I my wife unknowingly got me the unofficial Disney cookbook. Uh, I think she's going <laughs> to know now. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> but that was technically a gift from her. Uh, on top of that, I have a book that I only got through about a third of the book when I had it. And I kind of regret it at this point. But it's a book called The Disney War. Uh, I found a used oh. copy of it. Uh, it's about uh, the Eisner era of Disney and all the stuff that was going on within the studio and outside the studio and how they were trying to push people out and, you know, everything that was going on internally. And everybody that's read it speaks so highly of that book. I remember just reading a portion of it. And then I think I let somebody borrow it. And then I just never saw it again. Um, Bermuda Triangle. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? It might be in my garage somewhere. I don't know. Who cares? I got another copy of it. <laughs> um, and then uh, I got myself um, just another used book that I found. It, it was one of the Good Eats uh, Alton Brown books that I was missing from the nice. original Good Eats TV show. I love to cook, but I'm also a huge Alton Brown fan. So I I thought I would get that book because I saw that it was used and it was only six dollars and i thought you know what score i'm getting that yeah so i have a lot to read like a lot you're gonna dive into some awesome imagination and i man. know i know oh I know. i'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to getting a chance to dive into all of this stuff now i just need to make time for it yeah yeah. You know, it's one of the reasons I've loved Audible so much for such a long time because, you know, I can do it when I'm working on anything else. You know, I'm, you know, cleaning, doing yard work, or if I'm out on a walk or something, you know, it's what I'm listening to. Right. And that's how I ended up listening to the first Haunted Mansion volume of the Tales from the Haunted Mansion. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Audible. Uh, I'm still a subscriber to this day. Anyway, I just rambled for a really long time. I didn't want it to come off as I was bragging, but I was just so happy. You know, despite the fact that I didn't feel my best, uh, I mean, everyone in my family just, I don't know, they they just made it a really, really special birthday for me. My wife and my kids, you know, celebrated. They got me cake. My sister-in-law Aww. brought me some cake. My wife bought us some, like sushi and had it delivered for us to eat that day. And, nice. Uh, we had a chance to just sit down and watch movies and hang out. And it was great. I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for a better birthday outside of maybe celebrating in the parks with them like we have in the past. You know, because that's usually how we spend our birthdays. But 
you know, watching stuff on Disney Plus yeah. is also Disney. And it so is. we got a chance to do that. I still <laughs> got a chance to listen to the Disney fanfare. So there you go. Still did it. <laughs> it's magical one way or another. <laughs> right? Right. So sorry. So let's jump back into to other podcast stuff. Oh, speaking yeah. of the Discord server. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to quickly remind you before we go on that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by an awesome group of people known as the FGP squad. And uh, you hear that sound, Mill? <gasps> That's right. We have a <laughs> brand new member of the FGP squad. We want to welcome Will. Woo, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, jumping on and becoming part of the FGP Squad family. Uh, it's, you know, if you don't know what the FGP Squad is, it's a group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want more information on how you can join, you can head over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. And being a part of the FGP Squad just gives you a few extra perks aside from just listening to the podcast. You get discounts on gear, you get uh, additional content, you get access to our monthly happy hour calls. Uh, so if you head over to our Patreon page, you'll see a few options and what each of them offers. If you have any questions, feel free to just drop us a note. You know, just search for us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have. So to the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. So talking about FGP squad, or just generally um, Discord, um, I actually want to give a shout out to FGP member Miguel. And you know how we try to like find like good things and articles or news or stuff like that? Yeah. Miguel decided to pay it forward on Discord and he offered, you know, two Disney books. Man, it's just awesome. I went ahead and, you know, asked for one of the books and he just inspired me to just pay it forward to someone else. And I think, you know, I was like, we talk about the FGP. We talk about how awesome that, you know, they are. And this is just one thing. So Miguel, you know what? You rock. You you totally rock. And there you go. That's pay it forward, folks. Nice. <laughs> Share that magic. <laughs> Shout out, Miguel. You so totally rock. Noggin. Dude. Dude. <laughs> oh, whoops. Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I saw yeah. the books that he was posting on there. Those are really great books. Yeah, they and, are. Uh, I own them already. So I I was not able to take him up on the offer. Mm -hmm. And at first, I think he posted it in the FGP-specific chat. And I think most of the members had the books already. Yeah. So I think that's when he posted it in the general chat. So, yeah, super cool. Um, Miguel's really awesome. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's, let's talk some Disney stuff, shall yeah. we? Yeah, uh, sure. After bragging about all these damn books, I feel bad. I kind of <laughs> feel bad. I don't want to come no. off as bragging. You know, I I don't know. It just made me no, really no, no. happy. You, you deserve a magical time. It's all good. Well, it's I, all good. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Um, so did you watch the Super Bowl? Like, th is that something you even cared about this year? Because I kind of <laughs> didn't. <laughs> I did not care. <laughs> okay. But we watched through the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I thought about that. And mm -hmm. I think because of prior years, I... I kind of left it alone because normally websites or YouTube channels end up posting all of the commercials. Yeah, anyway. they do. Yeah. So I just thought, eh. I mean, I watched part of the game. I think I started watching right as halftime was ending. And then I kind of saw a portion of the third and fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it didn't seem like a very exciting game. And no. the teams that were in it, <laughs> like to me, were like, I don't really care anyway. So yeah. I didn't put, you know, too much on it. But... Uh, you're right. The commercials are really the most exciting part of the Super Bowl at times. And mm -hmm. this year, it kind of felt like that was the case. And oh, yeah. <laughs> although there was a lot, there's two that I want to point out. Uh, there's two commercials that debuted this weekend that I wanted to point out because they feature Disney characters. Mm -hmm. uh, the 
commercials that I want to point out are specifically for the brand new Chevy electronic vehicles that are going to be debuting on February 14th. Uh, It's for the new Bolt EUV. Mm -hmm. And mm, and for the – I don't know if it's for one or for both, but – uh, the commercial that they had, there's one that features Tinkerbell or just kind of magic coming out of a car. There's a little right. girl inside of the car, starts waving a wand, and you see pixie dust flying all over the place. And it looks I, – I can't tell if it's just magic. I'll have to watch it again. I can't mm-hmm. tell if it's just magic surrounding the car or if Tinkerbell is flying around it. Either way, there's magic and pixie dust going around this car. She's and flying around that car. Is it? Okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> Uh, So it was kind of cool to see that. But the one that's just, oh, my God, made me so excited (laughs) was when this car was driving down a road and it zooms by. And who do you see but the hitchhiking ghost? Sweet. That's right. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) That's right. I I mean, look, if I was driving down a road and all of a sudden I saw Gus, Ezra and Phineas. I, I don't think I would be scared. I'd probably still pee myself, but I'd be so (laughs) happy that it was them, you know? So, (laughs) you know, obviously in the commercial, they don't pull over. Nope. But the ghosts find a way to follow you home. And so they show them inside of the car in the rear view mirror. Super cool commercial. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be debuting these vehicles at Disney World or if they have some kind of contest that's going to be coming up because it seemed like a weird pairing for them to be, you know, just teaming up with Disney for these, you know, random commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't care. Uh, no, no. I mean, we the commercials were more... cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give us more hitchhiking ghosts. We'll... <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, uh, oh I love gosh. it. <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to see the commercials, I will put them in the blog post for this episode over at podcuteers.com slash 347. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure we can put videos in the Discord server. So I'm, I'll probably just post them both there as well. But awesome. Yeah, I, I saw the commercials and I thought they were super cool. So uh, if there was anything that got me excited about the Super Bowl, that was it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's sad to say, but that was it. Uh, I'm sorry to all you Bucks fans and all you Chiefs fans out there, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, I I honestly don't care that Tom Brady is getting another ring, so whatever. Uh, so yeah. Um, speaking of cars, I want to shift away from Disney a little bit. It's still theme park, but uh, did you have a chance to watch the ride throughs? for the new Mario Kart attraction at Universal in Japan. Yes, both versions, yes. (laughs) What did you think? Off the bat, I see the potential in the AR, but I prefer without it. I did, I know, weird. It's totally weird. But it's because, um, I think it's because I can't really see through the lens. Like, you know how you're kind of limited? So you really can't see like the full effect. So it could be different if I were to go to Japan whenever that happens. <laughs> but um, I mean, like I said, I see the potential and it looks cool. But I think because I love, I love attractions where I could see like the, the set and how it looks and whatnot. So for me, I preferred without the AR. Yeah. So I saw both videos as well. And I think you're right that it it does lose a little bit of the excitement when you're watching it through the mm-hmm. lens because you don't get the entire scope of the AR, right? The camera right. is trying to catch what you're supposed to be seeing with these glasses up against your face to try to limit the outside world. With that said, I, I want to talk about – I don't know where to start because, one, the theming – of Super Mario Land or Super Mario World over there, this attraction, Bowser's Castle, just wow. 
I, I, yeah. you know, we talked about theming a few episodes ago and how, you know, uh, the wizarding world of Harry Potter, Cars Land, you know, Batu, and all of these areas that theme parks are creating are all about immersing you in this experience, right? It's all about uh-huh. putting you right in the center of the action. This world and this attraction does it super effectively, you know, and it's harder, I think, to do when an area requires human interaction because it takes a little bit more to fully, fully suspend your belief that something Mm -hmm. is happening unless you're super unless you're a super fan of that product. It takes a little bit more, at least in my opinion. But when you're walking into a Cars Land, for instance, you can get away with zanier things because it's what you come to expect from an animated film, right? Right. As part of a video game, this attraction and that world in general can get away with so much that you can't get away with, like, in in a real-world sort situation, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So when you walk in... The theming is impeccable. I love it. It's like stepping into every single Mario game you've ever played outside of the 8-bit world, right? It's all 3D-based. Like, it's all from Super Mario 64 all the way up to maybe just before Odyssey because there isn't a lot of Odyssey in there. I don't remember seeing a lot of Mario Sunshine stuff in there. Um, No. Maybe not Galaxy because you're not flying anywhere, but that doesn't mean it's not coming. Right. right? Uh, I know that they are looking to expand. I've heard rumors that they're going to be expanding into a Zelda-themed area, which I think would just be fantastic. And then on top of that, I think they're also looking into adding Pokemon-related stuff into the Nintendo area. I mean, look. look. (laughs) If, If all of that stuff comes to the united states disney's gonna have a run for their money yeah when it comes to attendance and when it comes to just engagement and i'm not saying that disney isn't gonna still be on top in most cases but considering that disney no longer has an annual pass at least for the time being right we know that one is possibly coming but we also don't know what the price is gonna be But historically speaking, the annual pass for Universal is much less expensive. And you get less blockout dates. You get way more perks for that one. So even if Universal bumped theirs up a little bit, it may still be a better value. And if all Uh, of these lands opened up, man, I mentioned it before. I have never, ever thought more about getting a universal pass than when those things become available. I I need a new wardrobe to go to Universal because it's only Disney, so <laughs> <laughs> that's my issue. <laughs> I feel horrible wearing Disney somewhere else. So I'm like, yeah, I would get a pass. I mean, you you mentioned Zelda and it's like, oh my gosh, I I love just the music. So if they could bring mm-hmm. that and have like the fairy fountain somewhere Oh my gosh! I yeah, know that. Uh, yeah, I would. I would get a pass like really fast. Imagine just <laughs> walking into some weird old dungeon with two torches and some old dudes like it's dangerous yes! to be alone. Take this, <laughs> and then he gives you like a little foam sword or something. Come on now, right? Uh, I think Universal is going to be bringing us some awesome stuff again. The Zelda thing and the Pokemon thing are not confirmed. They are just rumors. Right. I it's just something I would love to see, but considering what they've done with Mario so far, who mm-hmm. man, I cannot wait to see what else they bring us. So this attraction as you're walking through the castle, the queue is so good. Like it's like playing a video game. It mm-hmm. uh, again, you can get away with so much and the theming is done so well. By the time you are in the queue, it's kind of like 
like Rise of the Resistance or uh, Smuggler's Run where you get a queue and then they have a holding area before they actually board you onto the attraction. So there's like a little show and everything that you watch, right? Right. <clears throat> and then when you board it, the thing that I really, really liked about the attraction is the fact that they didn't go 100% uh, VR. I love the fact that on the attraction, there are still like animatronics and there are still these 3D models of things that if a VR makes you sick or the mm -hmm. glasses aren't working, that there are still things happening around you where you can still enjoy the attraction without having to do the AR part of it. That said, I'm a huge, huge fan of AR stuff. And I love when VR gets uh, AR and VR get integrated mm -hmm. into uh, just real world situations, right? Right. And so this attraction, uh, it, it, I did have some issues with how much stuff was going on. Uh, in the the glasses because at times I felt like it really took you away from enjoying the sets that were built like it just seems so yes. busy yes inside yes. of the glasses <laughs> right mm -hmm. and then uh, I don't know if this was just an artifact of the camera's microphone not being good enough to pick up the sound but I saw a couple different versions of these videos and I got the same thing from them that the the sound that all the sound effects essentially that were happening for the effects in the glasses were overtaking the soundtrack of the of the attraction and the soundtrack sounded really really good and i kept trying to really pay attention to the music in the background and it was really hard because of all of the the crashing and the wahoos and the woohoo and the ahs that were happening so I don't know if, if, again, if that was just a microphone issue with the cameras being used, but that felt really distracting, and I felt it took me out of the element. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everything that they showed, the way that they were projecting things, um, the rainbow road track, you know, that, that they had on there, it looks so freaking good. It uh, does. <laughs> I'm just, uh, again... The only other thing is that it's Mario Kart, right? And for Mario Kart, like, you expect speed. So the mm -hmm. only other gripe I had with it is that it just felt so slow going through the attraction considering you're supposed to be racing for something. It looks like it was a, a stroll like Mickey and like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway goes faster than this attraction felt like it was going. Yeah, it, it totally did look like that. And actually, I had a talk, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a talk with a friend, and we were talking about how we expected, like, speed. But we don't know, and I, I hope someone could confirm this, but we don't know if they're blowing, like, air to kind of make it feel like it's, they're going fast. Like, that kind of effect. Like yeah, the, yeah. You know, like a dark ride. But... Um, that's my one little thing that I wish it had. And I thought it, you just said Mario Kart. So I thought Indy Jeep, I don't know, you yeah. know, bumps and stuff. Cause you, you know, things get thrown at you. I was thinking that. So I felt like that kind of, those elements were missing. Um, rainbow road needs a little bit more rainbow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did look cool in all black, though, the way that it was lit up, right? Yeah. And I think it definitely does help. Because there was so much black around it, I felt that that was a section that really benefited from the VR portion of it. Because yeah. it filled in a lot of that black space or that, you know, the, the empty areas. But, yeah, I mean, when they first announced this attraction, I was expecting radiator springs racer style attraction or test oh, track yeah. style attraction you know where mm -hmm. there's actual racing going on and you know you get to feel that you're in the attraction 
I mean, this is just a dark ride that happens to be taking you through all of these elements. And you're right. They very well could be blowing air in your face and, you know, doing things that make you feel like that. But if you kind of watch some of the videos, like I was trying to watch the corners of where the vehicle was Ah. and how it was moving. And, you know, if there was any sudden jerks or anything, because the cam, I mean, cameras have really, really good stabilizers now. So it could have been that while filming the stabilizer just did a really good job of removing all of the shakes and everything that were happening. So I was doing my best to pay attention at the movements of the vehicles. And no, it just kind of feels like they're strolling through this track in this (laughs) castle. So yeah. Uh, Outside of that though, I'm still excited to be able to uh, get on this attraction. If they can add a little bit more speed or if when they modify it, you know, and bring it over here. I hope that it's not a one-to-one copy. I hope that they're able to modify it a little bit to either make it faster or to, you know, I don't know, you know, make it more Mario Kart-y, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I think they're, I think they did a, a fantastic job, but I also think that there's a lot that they could do to make it, you know, better when it eventually comes to the United States and we get it in Florida and we get it in California. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch the attraction, head over to the blog post for the episode, podcuteers.com slash 347 to take a look. Let us know what you think. You know, are you excited about it? Are you a Mario fan? And is this something that you've been waiting for for a long time? You know, I know a lot of the people that listen uh, some members of the FGP squad are huge gamer nerds, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, they grew up on Mario. They grew up on Zelda. You know, these yeah. are games from our childhood just as much as Disney was a part of right. many people's childhoods. So I'd love to hear from all of you listening how you feel about this attraction and how much pressure do you think that this land opening in Japan and in the United States will eventually put on Disney for them to step up their game even more. Uh, okay, so back to California. It looks like California Adventure is going to be opening for a very special food event. <laughs> yes. I can- I'm sorry for laughing. Um, we've just been down this road many times because yeah. I think we've heard it. A little birdie told me something they, I, I swore someone said something before i mean does it ring a bell huh a little bit yeah a little bit yep yep yeah so i mean look <laughs> it isn't anything new right oh no, no. these are things <laughs> that everyone every uh you know theme park has done food and wine festival knott's berry farm you know has done the taste of mary farm they've done different events throughout the year our friend jill attended one members of the fgp squad were talking about it on discord and Mm -hmm. it's awesome like i think knots has been the most uh consistent with opening their park for these types of food events right Mm -hmm. and uh, i had talked about mm, probably in december november i don't remember when we talked about it but Uh, I mentioned, you know, maybe Disneyland should open Main Street and the Hub and just make it this outdoor dining experience through a ticketed event. Yeah. And looks like that's happening now in DCA. And we knew that DCA was probably going to start pushing its limits to see how far they could open the park and how much they could get away with. Uh, I do see that this is a positive thing because... They are bringing back just about a thousand cast members to work. Awesome. And that is in no way near what they had to furlough or lay off. Right. But it's a start. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, if this is one going to kickstart the economy and if you could do it safely, then great. If you feel comfortable right. doing it and you're being safe about going out there you know, in your comfort zone, do it, you know, go get your food, go walk around, you know, do what makes you feel comfortable as long as you're not putting other people or yourself in danger. 
right? So mm-hmm. this is cool. I'm glad that they're doing it, especially considering that a lot of restaurants uh, are open for outdoor dining right now in California. Uh, it, it's really weird, you know, because one day we were like, no, everything's closing, but it's okay to go eat. But don't do it together. Do it separately. As long as you're doing it together separately. I mean, I'm mangling (laughs) words here. The point is that things keep flip-flopping in California. It's a really difficult situation because the state is so full of people that care about what's happening. But there's also a bunch of people that don't care about what's happening. And finding a balance between keeping the economy alive, keeping people, you know, employed and fed and, you know, with housing, it's, man, it's a difficult thing to juggle. You know, there's a lot of rays of hope with the vaccine and I'm just hoping the rollouts continue. I know that a lot of other uh, locations here in Southern California have begun to open up. Uh, I think Cal Poly Pomona went where I went to school originally. Nice. Hello, Cal Poly Pomona nice, Broncos. Nice. Um, I know that they have a facility open. They opened up one of their parking lots and they're doing vaccines there now too, as of this last week, which I thought was awesome. So we're going to yeah. see this a lot more. I think president Biden just accepted uh, an offer from the NFL to open up all NFL stadiums as vaccine sites, the way that Petco Park, Dodger Stadium, and these other venues had opened uh, their doors to help out with vaccine distribution. So I thought that's fantastic. But yeah, so DCA is going to be getting this thing mid-March. I I don't know what the price per person is going to be. I know that they've probably announced it somewhere, but... I just thought, hey, cool, they're doing something that sounds really familiar to me again. <laughs> Hashtag where's my money. But, you know, whatever. I'm just glad it's happening. Uh, and, but it did get me thinking, though. I, I mean, I suggested that they reopen Disneyland because, you know, magical mm-hmm. place and everything. People want to see Disneyland. But at of the course. same time... I feel like they're not doing it to Disneyland on purpose because they want to reserve the magic for the day that they can reopen and fully immerse people in the magic. Like they like Disneyland is not well Disneyland proper isn't like one of those like let's half-heartedly do this. And not to knock on DCA, but DCA you know always felt more like like a hangout and eat and drink beer park than Disneyland. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. it makes absolute sense that, I mean, it's converted into a lot more, you know, since it opened, obviously. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about DCA's birthday because we celebrated uh, DCA's 20th anniversary this last week. So happy birthday, DCA. Woo! <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... Like, to me, DCA always felt like the, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat and let's hang out. And, yeah, you know, they had some attractions and everything. Uh, That's changed over the last couple of years. And I know that once we finally get to experience uh, Avengers Campus, it's going to change that even more. Because they're really trying to build it into uh, an experiences park versus just the food and go hang out when Disneyland is too crowded park, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe that's why they haven't opened Disneyland up because it, it's not really deemed uh, like a food. I don't know. It's I, a, it's a good, I, I see what you're saying and I, I agree with you. You can't have anything Disneyland. You're right. But we did say that we would sit at the hub. But if it's done in a way that preserves the magic. Um, but yeah, TCA. DCA is perfect for walking around. For walking around, chilling, just having a food, having your bite, having your beer. Um, to me, DCA is always served as like, well, the adult part, per se. You could yeah. just kind of like let loose a little bit more. So... I mean, I'm okay 
I'm okay with what they're doing. I'm excited to see how the new, um, well, how food and wine is going to turn out. And, you know, just to see how it goes. And I'm hoping that this just, like you mentioned, just starts something new. Because that would be great. And, yeah, I can't wait to see. I mean, it's, <laughs> before we know it, it'll be like tomorrow. Oh, it's here. I know. <laughs> that always happens. <laughs> and they're always changing course on things too, right? I think mm-hmm. I think right now, as much as Disney wants to be in a place where they they're changing things to benefit them, I think with the backlash, I would say, of the annual passes, they're mm-hmm. also trying to figure out ways to get people to not think about that and coming up with things that will distract people from thinking about it. Um, But, you know, they have to do what they have to do to, you know, get people to start going back to the parks in any way that they can. Right. And that's what we're seeing right now. But yeah, I I mean, if, if it's essentially food and wine festival that they're going to be doing, um, you know, when you buy it, uh, obviously there isn't going to be an annual pass discount anymore unless uh, you still get one as a legacy AP. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> if if it is a food and wine festival style thing, then you're looking mm-hmm. at around $50, you know, per person in order to get your pass and to get the little tabs for the different um the different uh, kiosks where you get to choose your food. Uh, If it turns out to be um, like a seated thing, which I doubt it'll be, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being some kind of food and wine festival sort of thing. Um, Yeah. I would personally have liked them doing uh, like when they extended the tables by the, by the waterfall from Carthay Circle. When I was like, Hey, you know where it would be really cool to eat some food from Carthay Circle at that waterfall right behind Grizzly Peak. And then two weeks later, guess where people were dining? Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Right. At least, right. you know, they're bringing cast members back to work and, you know, things are moving. You know, yeah. there's not a lot to do. You know, if you go to the park, uh, there's not a lot to do. There's eating and there's shopping. And eating is kind of shopping. That's really all there is. There's no attractions. There are no shows. So, you know, if if you see a bunch of people going, you know, don't drive yourself crazy. If you're not in a position to go, the time will come when we're able mm-hmm. to all safely go. But in the meantime, you know, have have a friend bring you something, you know, and life will be dandy. You know, they can wrap yep. it up for you and they can bring it over. And I'm sure there's going to be all sorts of stuff. Ooh, they're going to have all those tacos. And if they do food and wine, all those <gasps> things that we love. Ah, oh, man. Wow. Damn it. Fruit. Fruits. I know. Fruit. Uh, I can't even say it. The fruit sushi. Fruit. 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 I was like, why couldn't I say it? Fruit. Yeah. It's okay. Everyone could laugh. All right. Uh so yeah, so DCA going back to its birthday. Um yeah, 20 years. I I can't I, believe you know, I know. it's been so long. <laughs> uh, it's been there's a lot of changes, there's a lot of things that you know we got a chance to experience and I started wondering was there ever something that you didn't experience? at DCA that you thought to yourself, man, I really wish I would have done that in old DCA or before it went away. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Superstar limo. Really? Superstar limo is the one thing? Yes. Yes. Because everyone talks so well about it. I am like, I had never seen this and I, just to experience it, I would love to have just been like, okay, I get it. You know, or something. You know, it's just something I wish I had seen. 
I know it's a hot mess. I would like to have seen that hot mess myself. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think if, I mean, I don't know how many people are like, oh my God, you know, Superstar Limo. And I know oh, there's no, probably no. people that don't even know it existed, you know, because it was right. only there for like a year. And roughly. And then, yeah. And then that building was essentially dormant for several mm-hmm. years before uh, Mike and Sully to the rescue opened right. up. So, yeah, uh, yeah, like Superstar Limo is definitely one of those things that I think, you know. Because I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm like, I, th- I was there, I want to say, third year. So, I mean, I missed it. I mm. literally missed it. I got to experience everything else, um, even pre-Bugsland. Wow. Yeah. So that's wow. uh, so I'm like, that's the only thing besides the um, who wants to be a millionaire play it. I didn't get to do that either because oh, that yeah. was like the first year. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking about the things that were there that I wish I wish I would have one either experienced or experienced one more time knowing like, oh, I'm never going to get a chance to ride this again or never going to ch- gonna get a chance to do this again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is actually food related. Surprise, surprise. But you know the ABC like restaurant that they had, where they had like oh. the the soap operas and everything. Yeah, I thought it was cheesy as all hell. But <laughs> I don't. There was a part of me that I just kept thinking like that would have been crazy to watch, where you're in the middle of a meal and somebody just comes up to you and they're like how dare you blah 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 and there's like this whole <laughs> thing that happens like this scene from mm-hmm. a soap opera that happens around you right i right. think that is one thing that i definitely feel uh i would have enjoyed uh from like that original year um and then believe it or not i never saw golden dreams at least not live. oh no yeah, I mean, I saw videos of it eventually, but mm-hmm. I never got a chance to sit in there in in the theater before it was converted to Ariel's Undersea Adventure. I I just I never saw it. Oh man, and that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, some people spoke very highly of it, and other people were like, "Eh, whatever." It was just like a whatever show. Um. I don't know. There's a part of me that regrets never having a chance to see it. It was good. I I liked it a lot. I did. Man, I wonder if they'll ever like see that would be nice to watch. If we ever had the chance like to watch on Disney Plus, like that'd be cool because the presentation was pretty awesome. I mean, I liked it. It's beloved. That should be an entire section of Disney Plus. Attraction videos. Imagine watching Captain EO on Disney Plus right now. That would be cool. Or, yeah. Right? Aw. Or, honey, I shrunk the the audience. I always say kids, and it's like, it's not it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You could just get, like, a spray bottle or something and then Mm -hmm. sink it when you know, like, somebody does a sneeze or something. Like, you spritz your family with the little squeeze bottle. Or you scare your friends by putting, like, a little piece of string or something like that because of the mice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, it was the farm, right? That was before Mm -hmm. Bugs Land? Yeah. Is that where you took your picture? Like, you put your face inside of, like, a cow's face or something? You took your picture? Yes. And that was where you could get cheese sticks. I remember. Cheese sticks. Yes. Yes. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember people talking about the cheese sticks, and then and they were just when... regular benches. Yeah, they had the tractors and stuff there, right? That you could uh-huh. take pictures on. Yeah, yeah. I remember people talking about the cheese sticks, and then uh, heading over to uh, Pacific Wharf to get the sourdough bread, and then eating the cheese inside <laughs> of the bread because you could either do that or you could get fresh, warm tortillas. Mm-hmm. from the factory because they had a demo of them making tortillas 
and then people would put the cheese in there and they would eat a taco or like a small quesadilla, you know, which I thought was pretty <laughs> ingenious, actually. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the first years of California Adventure was just uh, boring, you know? <laughs> there wasn't, yeah. There wasn't a lot to do. I mean, it had its charm. Yeah. But and, it did lack a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I will say that of all the places I remember eating, there's <laughs> – and it's kind of stupid because it's the same food. But you remember in in the early, like, California Adventure, they had the big ship. It was like the SS Rustworthy or something, but there was a McDonald's inside of it. It's right where the Corndog Castle is now or, like the like, the area where the Zephyr and stuff is. Yeah. So, again, I know it's McDonald's, but the fact that I didn't get my food from that particular ship, McDonald's, I'm like, man, missed opportunity. (laughs) I don't know why that one sticks in my head so much, but, you know, it's just one of those novelty things that I think would have been super cool. (laughs) You would have gone, if you had gone the fries at Disneyland, and then you would be able to get your stuff over here. And it's like the whole meal yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, I'm glad that California Adventure has, you know, morphed into the park that it is today. Uh, because mm-hmm. those first few years, it was severely lacking anything. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, it was rough. It made it through, uh, especially, you know, the boardwalk area. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to do, but I mean, as far as everything that was there, I would say that Golden Dreams and and yeah, Superstar Limo, I guess, also would have been one of those things as well. But I mean, I've gotten a chance to write Superstar Limo on YouTube, and I think that's cool. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, on on Instagram, I posted a photo of Sunshine Plaza with the mm-hmm. big sun like sculpture thing that they had and the wave fountain. I mean, I was looking through photos to see if I had anything that I wanted to post. And I found that one. And I I swear, as soon as I saw it, I started hearing the beach boys play in my head. And I'm like, (laughs) yep, this has to be the one that I post now. Cause I mean, it's a sign, right? Yeah. So I posted it. I do miss the the California Zephyr train that they had as part of the shop. That was cool. Oh, mm-hmm. man. If if there was a way to make it look like the monorail was the California Zephyr just whenever it passed through the area, oh, man, that would have been super cool. That would be. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, outside of that and, and not eating at the ABC Soap Opera Bistro, I think is what it was called. Yes, soap opera, soap opera bistro. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, those were the things that I just wish I would have done. Do you have any other ones? No, I want to say that's it. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a lot to do. No. <laughs> so that's all I'm like, trying to think. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's anything that you remember from the original uh, DCA 1.0, as it's come to be called. Uh, you know, let us know if there's anything that you miss or didn't get a chance to do and you wish you would have done. Uh, because I know that there's several things that we've seen throughout the years that have come and gone that I just think to myself, man, why doesn't that exist somewhere? Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Remember when Mike and Sully to the rescue was installed and they had a sorcerer's apprentice fountain right in front of the attraction. Yep. Okay. It was a simple fountain. There was much bigger ones. There was much more elaborate fountains. But there was something about seeing Mickey as a sorcerer's apprentice that just made it extra magical. I don't know what it was, but I just loved it. And then uh, I think we ended up losing the fountain because of the Electronica installation because the stage yes. like was massive. Right. So they yeah. got rid of the fountain for it. And I just kept thinking, like, why didn't they move that to, I don't know, Fantasia Gardens at Disneyland? Like, what did they do with it? It would have fit perfectly 
in the water and just add a few squirts of water like they did with King Triton. But now you have mm-hmm. something that fits the theming. Yep. So anyway, I'm getting all riled up for no reason. <laughs> but if there's anything that you wish you could have experienced from the original version of California Adventure, we'd love to hear it. You know, join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, or you can join us on our Discord server. Uh, if you're not a member, just head over to the blog post for the episode or Podcateers.com. You'll find a link to the Discord server there. And yeah, I I'm I'm happy that we are where we are. DCA 2.0 is a massive improvement, and it's only gonna get better. You know, mm-hmm. I they. They don't have as much space available for things, but, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that I think can still get repurposed. A lot of area back there in the the Hollywood land area, the Hollywood backlot portion. I, I don't want to call it wasted space, but, you know, <laughs> if somehow yeah. Avengers Campus decided to, you know, take more of that or more of the parking lot behind Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout to make room for more Avengers stuff, that would be great. I'm not going to be against it. I'm sure other people might. Same. I wouldn't be against it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Again, if you want to share your thoughts on anything that we talked about, make sure to join us over on Discord or any of our social network uh, handles. Any closing thoughts, Mel? Nope. That was fun. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, DCA. Uh, You know, you're almost legal age in California. So next year, we're going to get you drunk. Ooh, and we'll (laughs) all be there. At least we are hoping we will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye.